Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships, and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddard. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddard. Welcome to the Tim Stodds Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I need to start this episode with a, a quick apology. Sorry that I didn't get this episode published on Monday like we have been scheduled to do. It's a good reason. Your boy leveled up. I got a whole new podcast set. I got new mics, new stands, new cables, new mixers, all new equipment. And, uh, and from this point forward, the audio quality of the episodes is just going to be a whole nother level. So thank you for being patient with me. But it was for a good reason, and I'm very excited about the podcast at this point going forward. So let's let's jump right into this week's episode. This week I interviewed Claire Emerson. Claire is a gem. She has been a writer for Copyblogger, and she has worked with uh, my partner Brian Clark for for years. and And it was really cool to talk to her because I've been a fan of hers from afar for the last couple of years, almost to the point where like, I felt like I knew her and we, we talked about so much. We talked about her experience becoming a copywriter and how she became obsessed with writing good copy and how, how both of us have had the amazing discovery in our lives that everything, well, almost everything we do and mostly everything we buy is a result of somebody writing really, really good copy to persuade us that this transaction is something that we need in our lives. And so we both had a a tremendous respect and admiration for the art of copywriting. But but moving forward, uh, we talked a lot about Claire's new project. We talked about her newsletter and how she has become obsessed with this new idea of self-management. And self-management is something that I also am very passionate about because we we get into it into the podcast and I don't want to spill the beans too much, so to speak. But in my view, the 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 biggest lack in a lot of the thing that most people are missing in their journey to growing a business or finding success in their lives is just this ability to manage themselves, to set a schedule, to set discipline, uh, to set expectations and stick with it over a long period of time. And and Claire has tremendous insight on on some processes, some really good tactics. Uh, she even showed me, for those watching this on YouTube, uh, she turned the camera around and she showed me the board, her entire process. If you're listening to this podcast, you can find a picture of that uh, on timstodscom slash Claire-Emerson. Uh, you can just go to the website and click the podcast link and it'll be the most recent episode. And and it was just a great conversation, man. Like she's she's so friendly and charming and and we had a really great time and I, I I feel that people listening to this who are are just getting started and they know they want to be writers they they can get so much context and insight from Claire through her journey and and through her her current work so with all that being said I know you will love this episode please help me welcome Claire Emerson rock and roll well uh Claire we're recording what's up thank you so much for coming on my show no, no worries. A nice last minute guest appearance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a funny way to start a podcast, but I have to give you a compliment in that I legitimately think that you have my favorite Twitter feed on like all of the internet. I don't know if that's something that like you try to do or you no. try it in, but uh, there's two things. One, 
that video that you did of uh it was just recently, it might have been a couple hours ago. I was laughing so hard. I showed it to my wife of the person trying to cut open the tissue box. I was like, look at that piece of cake. <laughs> I, just, I follow some great people on Twitter who, who come up with wonderful content. I can't take credit. I'm just, I'm, I'm basically a retweeter. He <laughs> <laughs> throws in like videos of my son every now and then. Well, okay. And then perfect. And then because that was the next thing I was going to say, and I hope this is, is more of a compliment. Usually when there's like, kid pictures online i'm like yeah yeah, we get it you love your kid but your kid is freaking adorable I'm <laughs> right serious. i'm really glad we didn't get an ugly so. an ugly baby right because that'd be terrible especially if you'd like no it's an ugly baby <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do deny it <laughs> <laughs> exactly no no he is he is He's right up there with being one of the cutest kids I've ever met. So, you know, I'm really glad that we've produced him. I am too. He's, he's I am from my Twitter. Quality. Page. He's very, there's a lot of work. Quality. I tell you what. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, look, I'm like really thrilled to have this conversation because this is the first time that you and I have like actually talked. Um, and I've, yeah. I've said this a few times to the people in the past with copy blogger, but it's like, kind of feel like I know you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you're now in the copy blogger circle and I feel even though I've moved on, it's, it's still a circle. <laughs> we yeah. all know each other globally. Yeah, sure. anyway. So th- there's a lot of stuff that I, I want to get to because although that, like you said, you might have moved on from that. I still follow your newsletter and I know that that's something that you work really, really hard on. And so I wanted to talk about that, but Beforehand, I always try to just get to the story. Um, I know it's a journey to get into the place where where you were, where you're creating content and, and sharing your ideas. So uh, a little bit like open-ended, how how did you get involved with Copyblogger in the first place? Like, like how did that even become to be? I mean, honestly, Copyblogger was right at the beginning of, um, well, you know, like when you first discover online business, I mean, we all sort of have that. Well, I certainly have that that moment in my life where I was really fed up with my job and just was searching for anything. And I remember I bought um, I bought a course and it was called Loving Not Working. And then it was just, you know, sort of just one sort of big, big sort of 10,000 foot view of what you can do online. And I remember she had um, the course instructor, she had one really good, tip and it was to go check out brian's ebook magnetic headlines Mm. which is still available i'm pretty sure or at least going to be re-released and um that that led me straight into copy blogger i don't think i ever really looked back from learning from them and so that just that little that catalyst that taste of copy blogger obviously just sunk me into their world and that was in 2015 I finally, in those, those next two years, built up a bit of courage, built up my content <laughs> creation skills. Sure. And I remember I pitched, I pitched Brian on a guest post, not for a copy blogger, for further. Mm-hmm. And um, he said yes. Um, and I wrote the post. And that was sort of where our more personal relationship built up and obviously at that point he had further he had unemployable and he had copy blogger and I was sort of writing for further and helping him out 
um, just, you know, sort of VA wise or project management wise for unemployable. And then, um, you know, they went through that really big, uh, when they sold off studio press, um, that sort of transition period, I think they had a bit of staff turnover at the same time. And Brian literally called me up one day and he was like, I have a job for you <laughs> if you, if you're interested. And, I can, I can say this now, obviously, but at the time, me and my husband, we were trying to get pregnant. And so I was, I was looking for something that was, that would take me out of needing to sort of have to get clients all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what, bring it on. <laughs> so I, I sort of didn't really know what, we didn't really know what that, that job was going to be, but I just filled a couple of holes, which tends to be, you know, I'm a bit of a facilitator. So, and project management is kind of my jam. So, um, that sort of, it just lent in it for what happened was I eventually just started sort of running, running our projects um, with Sonia and the editorial team. And I don't know, I sort of got to start writing for the copy blogger blog as well. I think that was that the day that that post got published, that first one, I was, it was a big moment because obviously you go from like, I knew nothing about marketing. I knew nothing about, I mean, I was always a good written communicator, but not in the sense of, what people want to read online or knowing how to craft some kind of not life changing, but at least an aha moment kind of blog. Like they're the sort of ones I like to write, but that, that whole journey, it's really just been sort of trailing in copy bloggers wake of education and it's, I I've loved it. And then since then, obviously I've had my baby. And so I stopped working for a while there and then the next big change a copy blogger happened. So, that was sort of the time where it was, we had to move on. Obviously you guys wanted to drill down into, you know, that core team. And that was, that was sort of how that, that ended. But obviously I had Sonia, I, I, Sonia's um, one of my clients and Brian's one of my clients. So, you know, I still get to keep that relationship with really two teachers who have had a really huge, huge impact on well, where I am today and what I feel like I can accomplish and that sort of thing. And obviously um, my newsletter, which you mentioned is, is um, obviously it comes from a lot of Brian's and Sonia's teachings and it was really fun to put together and I love, I love writing it. So I'm, I'm happy that, that you mentioned that because it's a great newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I, honestly, because I, I, I write it, um, I sort of batch, I batch my drafts on Mondays you know, once a month. And um, I actually love that day because all I do is read people's great blog posts. And cause I, I obviously provide book snippets. And so I'm reading through book notes. And that's really where my, uh, they sort of, they're my sort of flow states, research and writing. So it's a good combination when that day comes up. I didn't so, yeah. realize, well, Maybe I did. I'm not sure, which is why I like this podcast because I get to ask these questions. Were you a writer <laughs> beforehand, or did you? Well, no, no I wasn't. I worked in um, uh, corporate finance, so I've, I'm a, I'm a systems person. Like I'm quite technical, and so the creative aspect of just business and the online world was something that I battled with a lot. Um, mm. I have perfectionist tendencies you sort of have to go through this learning curve of understanding what procrastination is and your specific flavor of procrastination and how you can push past that. And 
honestly, it was, it was going through that, that learning process to become a writer was what helped me really see what I wanted to help people with, which is self-management, which is I really believe that it's just a skill that if you like, we're not taught it in high school, obviously we're not taught it in college. We don't learn it in the workforce or not, not in the jobs that I was in. Um, and I think it's, it's such, it is really crucial, especially if, if you're in business for yourself or self-employed, you need to know how to manage yourself and your, your projects and your psychology and your priorities and obviously the rest of your personal life as well. So I think that journey towards learning how to write for um, the online community or really more, I guess it was more um, um, an education in copywriting because that's mm -hmm. really where I've stuck most of my, my, um, my learning because it, it weaves so well into the psychology side of things, which is something I'm just naturally really interested in. It just, it just so happened that it all sort of came together with my project management stuff and feeling organized. And so self-management is now that sort of, if I feel like that's sort of my topic that I like to always explore and whether I frame it for the copy blogger audience or the unemployable audience or my own audience. Like it's, it's, it's quite, I think everybody needs to be a good self manager. It doesn't really matter what you do. Um, and it's become even more evident being a first time mom and primary caregiver and still trying to earn an income <laughs> from home. So it's, 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 yeah, I, but I definitely wasn't a writer to begin with. I, I, I wrote a lot of email. And I've been in customer service for a very long time. So I feel like I know I knew how to speak to people, but I didn't necessarily know how, I think everybody has to learn how to give advice, especially when you start sort of finding all of these new, new, great, all this new, great knowledge that you want to share. And it's, it's sort of getting over that, that hump of, I don't know, it's like my, my, um, my husband used to hate it when I was first sort of starting out cause I, I didn't know how to give advice, but I would always want to share what I'd learned. And he likened it to, I don't know if you've seen Frasier, but Frasier is sort of that character, like the know-it-all. So I always, <laughs> that's when I felt like I was leaning too, what, too far towards Frasier, I always sort of try and dial it back a little bit. <laughs> and I think I'm much better at giving advice now. It's obviously, I think that's also a skill and um, becoming a teacher online is, you know, sort of that next, that next goal that I want to um, sort of tick off or work towards and um, all of that, all of it is sort of coming into to play now, like everything I've learned. It's funny how it all just sort of yeah. weaves into what you want to do and you sort of find all your connections and patterns. So yeah, the, but the learning to write, it's, it was, it, it was game changing. Like it's, I know people use that word about really random things sometimes, but learning to write online, I think is probably one of the best things that anyone can do, especially, especially if you know, you're like me and an introvert and tend not to do well in networking events or putting yourself out there in just other forums when you can control what kind of content that you want to create and obviously push past any barriers, the internal barriers you might have in putting yourself out there. I think that's those two combined can really, I mean, you can build your own audience, which is, I guess that's everyone's goal, right? We all want that audience so that we can eventually create stuff and sell stuff. And yeah, I'm still on that road. <laughs> still trying. Yeah. I'm, I guess, I guess the word is a fan of all of the things that you just said. One, <laughs> 
like learning how to write. I talk about this a lot. I think everybody that knows me understands this about me. It's been, I don't know, like the, the best thing that I ever did. And absolutely in today's world where there's so much emphasis on just like video and glam and all of this, Hey, look at me type thing yeah. where writing is a lot more subtle, I guess is a good word for it, but yeah. much more like it's, it's, it's a skill both in self exercise because you have yeah. to actually like, it's a practice of figuring out like, what am I actually trying to say? And like, how yeah. can I say it in the best way possible? But it's also yeah. a practice in, in like you said, where, there's an art to, I have this thing to teach and how can I frame it in a way so that my lessons are like most easily absorbed, I guess is, is the best way to put it. And it's not easy. Like it really no, it's is not. Hard. And so when you said I wasn't a writer, I was really shocked because <laughs> when you say that you have like those perfectionist tendencies, I, I kind of had this little vision of you working on like an 800 word blog post for like seven hours you know i don't know no no no. try like two two and a half (laughs) it's like two and a half thousand words and then going okay i really need to cut this that's what i used to send brian and i mean he posts them obviously because further is when i was writing for further obviously that audience is is probably a little bit more interesting in long form sure where if you're going to write for like something like fast company or forbes they tend to like those, the short blog posts and I don't really like them. Like I'm mm-hmm. not Seth Godin. <laughs> and um, I, I really like to give people meaty things that they can um, take home and sort of, I don't know. I, I just, I like to give people as many options within, in the, um, within whatever I write to, to do the thing that the post is or whatever article I'm writing is trying to get them to do, but I like to give options and you can try this, try this, try this, because nice. I, I know that anecdotal advice, while it can be helpful to some, you know, it's, it really caters to what you've experienced rather than what someone else might, might benefit from. So hmm. yeah, I think my posts tend to be a bit long in that sense, but I hope, hopefully that they've, they've hit, they've resonated with some people. And I know they have, like I've had, I've had lovely emails from people, but I mean, I haven't written a, a blog post since I published my last one with Coffee Blogger before <laughs> before giving birth. I think I handed it in to Stephanie at like a week before birthing my child. So. <laughs> yeah, it was good though. No, it was, it was but it's been great because like I've just started to, or I'm in the process of um, writing a free email course for my um, my audience. Um, on implementing uh, your court, the courses or that you choose to invest in online. And um, I've been able to curate so much of my own content because, you know, I've been able to write pretty evergreen posts. And I think self-management is, like I said, it's, it's, I love the topic. Like it's, it's, it's evergreen. It's, I feel like it's almost infinite into what, in what you can write about because, you know, people are always going to be struggling with something and majority of the time it's, it's internal and, or at least that's where any sort of struggle tends to begin, even though we often think it's an external thing. It's that first obstacle tends to be on the inside. So. Yeah. And (laughs) that was the second thing that I wanted to bring up because I love the idea of, of self-management. I feel like, and 
I don't want to like diss anybody here, but there's just so much out there where it's just like live your best life type content. You know, it's yeah. like you can do it like woo woo hoorah. Yeah. I want to like inspire you, but I've always gotten more value out of out of ad- advice or like experiential writing where it's it's a lot more defined right like here are some practices that will help you make the most of your time absolutely and that really all about resonates giving actual practices and practical advice like that i think if anyone ever wanted to go through all of like i think i've only written like 12 posts that i've sort of published out in the internet ether but all of them i have always made sure that either whether whether it's at the end or not it's it's always do try this to see if it works because you have to give people something practical to do for me that's that's the kind of post i like to write i know there's other styles of writing obviously but for me it's it's i'm somebody who like i mean my specialty is helping big thinkers become more effective doers because we love being up in our own heads and it's really easy to think about amazing things have great ideas putting them into action executing Hmm. We all, we all have a little bit of a, <laughs> I don't know, a, a handicap there maybe just cause you know, you've got a, there's a lot of things that have to line up in order for you to have that kind of focus that you want to like stay on that track towards something that's quite challenging, I think. So it's- yeah, 100%. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because of, of what you said, where it's not something that we're ever taught. Like, I spend a lot of time thinking about random things and I think my brain just moves too fast and I need to work on that. But <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't understand how, at least in, in our culture, I made it to be 22 years old and I was never actually given a set of curriculum where it's like, look, there's going to be so much information thrown at you every single day. And now in in 2020, like overwhelming amounts of information, you know? And so it's like, how the hell do you manage your ability to absorb all this information, make a plan and then like do it. Right. And exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It seems so simple, simple, but how? Yeah. Exactly. And that's it. (laughs) I just feel like it, that message, like I said before, kind of manifests itself in this, this idea of, you know, you got to wake up early and stay up late and, and like never quit, never surrender type thing where for me, it it really hasn't been about that. For me, it's been like, I just kind of do these habits and it's these same things every day that are pretty damn boring. But then when you do them over the course of Years. Yeah. I mean, my newsletter is a perfect example. And like even this podcast, this is going to be my 102nd episode. And yeah, that's I've, crazy. I've done it every week, you know, and it's not to say that the first one was great. And if I listen to some kind of motivational speech on like the fifth episode, then my yeah. fifth episode was all of a sudden going to get all these like listeners, you know, it's, it's just the habit of I record it every Friday afternoon and I publish it every Monday. And that's like, yeah, really it. But I, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure have you, you've read Atomic Habits, right? I read the first I, chapter 
And um, my wife said it a bunch, but I bring that up because I died laughing when he talked about Brian Clark. And Brian's his nails. fingernails. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. I hysterically died. <laughs> and when I brought it up to Brian, I know we were getting coffee and the look on his face, he's like, can you fucking believe it? <laughs> it's like, I brought it up because he visited Australia last year, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, year before. Anyway, we caught up for a drink and it was right when Atomic Habits came out. And I'm like, I had literally just read the chapter and I was like, bro, you got. (laughs) He's talking about you chewing your nails. Okay, do you still get manicures? No, he's like, nah, nah, I'm good now. Like, he obviously maintains himself, but a habit's a habit, hey? Got to kick the bad ones. Dying laughing. You're right. Like, just simple habits, I think. and, and And that was part of the learning, um, my learning experience too. Like, like how do you know, like you don't really know, I guess we don't pay attention to our habitual behaviors mm-hmm. until, you know, we're trying to do something and we literally can't do it. Like you don't know why, but you cannot do it. And it's, there's probably a bunch of things that are, that are layering up, but that's stopping you. But for the most part, it's really, we need to strip back bad habits and try and replace them with some better habits. And, you know, I, one of the, the, I think it was probably around late 2016 is really where I stopped being so scared of putting, you know, my work out there that I finally got back into a course that I was doing and I finally shipped something like literally finished a course which I Mm -hmm. think a lot of us don't like so many people don't do they sort of get halfway love the theory fly through that practice comes and it's no thank you I don't want to do that that seems scary I might be shit at it you know all of those sorts of things but once I finally shipped my first um, like my first guest post I was like oh there's habits paying off you know like writing down 10 ideas a day Um, I used to do I used to write headlines for like you know, I used to do the 50 or 100 headlines a day for a little bit or every now and then I'd just smash some out, just really try and get the my, my brain working in a way where it was, you know, you can rec- record stuff. It doesn't have to be great, obviously, but the habit of actually just doing that work and writing to your email list or um, I used to do when I sort of first got introduced to Chris Brogan he used to um, have an exercise that doesn't matter what you write about, just write 300 words a day. So, you know, I, I have all these Google Docs where I've just started to write, you know, random shit. Like it could have just been literally what I had done that morning. But, you know, you let that, that writing flow and the habit of sitting down in front of the blank page is, is, and actually writing something, even if it wasn't going to be amazing or perfect or a blog post it was just the act of writing was something that I needed to start getting comfortable with and from there that obviously evolved and I'm I'm better at now but hey I still struggle with the first draft always like I'm an editor for sure polisher editor (laughs) yeah but the draft is still it's still a, a tricky one so I usually chuck up so I use a system called personal kanban for my tasks it's visual it's not digital at all completely analog. I play with post-its all day basically, but I used to write a ticket. It's just 15 minutes of writing. And that one, I'd I'd set my alarm. It's probably the only time I really use that, I think the Pomodoro technique. Mm -hmm. Set that alarm, write some stuff out, see what I can get. And obviously breaking that down into appropriate steps is, is sort of how I've 
manage to build those. It's all, it's almost like those are habits as well. It's, you know, you've got, once you have your system for how to get things done, that becomes a habit. And then once you've got um, a system for creating a blog post, the, the breakdown of, of, of how you write it, it becomes a, an actual system. So the habits and personal systems that um, you sort of cultivate as you, as you grow, um, I think can be really important. So it's, it, it's an area where I, I always like to focus. Like I was, I was having a really shitty week last week and I realized that the days that were the worst were when I wasn't, writing in my journal every morning, which I've done since 2016, but with the baby, sometimes it, it falls away. And so I was like, okay, I've got to rein that back. I got to start, you know, just it's, I use the five minute journal. So it's super easy. And just as soon as I started doing that again, like even if it was me just tricking myself into feeling more productive, it, it worked. (laughs) I feel better this week. (laughs) So yeah, it was, it's, I think those habits, like, and I think, the other thing is that we forget about some of our good habits, which obviously works the other way. You don't understand, you don't realize you have bad habits, but you know, things like just drinking water or me and my husband put our phones away at 7 PM at night or just, you know, up and out of the way. So we're not touching them. We still watch TV at night. That's not our, not a, we're not a TV ban house. That's for sure. But I do have another little rule that I say no TV before three it rhymes and it works for me because 3 p.m. was always that sort of cutoff where I don't work much anymore after that. So yeah. all these little things that you don't realize, all these habits, they just, and if you be a little bit more purposeful and deliberate with them, I think, you know, you've seen the changes in yourself. I know the changes for myself. There's millions of books on habits. We know how powerful they are, but getting your own set, I think is really like you can, what I did is I tried, sort of a bunch of everybody's advice. Like I tried the Miracle Morning. I'm a huge Tim Ferriss fan. Um, so the, so Hal Elrod's the Miracle Morning guy, but they have a lot of overlap there in the what they do with morning routines. And I think that um, that really came in handy when I was still working a corporate job as well because you're, you're trying to balance, you know, the side hustle or whatever you want to call it at the same time. And that's where those that discipline really comes in handy because – I mean, you've, you've got to be way more strict with your time and your, your energy when you're um, juggling both things. And again, like uh, in this new level of life, obviously I'm, I work from home, but I have my toddler and all these habits. Like I said, the journaling thing from last week when I didn't do it, I felt off. And so they can really like just make you feel a little bit more stable and on top of things. So I think they bring a little bit of structure at the same time. So yeah, and you mentioned, <laughs> well, and it's not just habits, because um, you're right, there's like a million books and there's a million people that talk about this, and and I notice it myself, like, making my bed as soon as I wake up in the morning, I can basically tell how I'm feeling about myself by yeah. how much laundry is in the hamper and if I made my bed in the morning. And like, yeah. I swear to God, that's it. Like, because if I break those those habits, I just know, like, I'm not in my, my zen, but yeah. I also want to bring up, because I want, I want to stay on this topic, because it's so life-changing for people, at least it was for me, yes. once they get Same. it. And my wife read all of Atomic Habits, and she loved it. And she passed it to me, and I read the first chapter, like I said. And in the first chapter, there was a line that said, 
you don't rise to the level of your ambitions you fall to the level of your level systems. of your systems yeah yeah and I as soon that. as i read that like i have a weird ocd thing where i have to finish books but as soon as i read that i was like i don't need to read anymore because i basically feel like like yeah. that's the most important thing that i can get from here and i wrote it on my board <laughs> and like, me and my husband when we because i had read it like physically read it but i um we read it on audible with my husband that first the first chapter actually and yeah cool he literally is like babe 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 capture that write that one down like the the system like you fall to the level of your systems and it's yeah. it is just so true and it's and I, I think perhaps sometimes i think at least for me like the concept of personal systems in the beginning was maybe a little like i didn't really understand it so much mm-hmm. but once you one you can reflect on who you are and what you already do and you'll often find the systems in there regardless you'll also mm-hmm. find the habits and behaviors that you fall back on whether or not they're good for you or not but then once you start understanding that oh simply you know getting my gym stuff together like i don't go to the gym i'm just using this as an example but <laughs> you know getting your gym stuff together the night before is going to be better than searching for all that shit in the morning because you're putting an obstacle in your way to getting to that Yep. sort of the result that you want are really all the endorphins from exercising or something like that. And I think, and that in itself is, is just a little personal system. Me, like I said, I use personal Kanban for my task management. That is a, a huge system that works for me just amazingly. And when I found that in 2016, everything changed. Like it's, it's like, it was huge, but it would be so small compared like just in, like if you just looked at it for what it was at that time, like, mm-hmm. oh, great, she started using post-its to organize her life. <laughs> but it's like it changed the game for how I, how I worked, um, how, I felt, um, how I felt about my own project management skills. How I, and I think that really bolstered my, my confidence for pitching to Brian because what I was going to be pitching to him was my services to keep him organized because that's not what he likes to do. He's not the systems guy or the operations guy. We know this. He talks about it a lot. So I was like, well, that's my opening. So I wanted to make sure that I had my system. So when you have a system to really get anything done, I think you're all, and then you can start to just consistently use it, which is uh, the other part of it. You have to use the systems that you create, but it's, it was, it was really, really life changing. Like I love personal Kanban. I plan on teaching students how i use it so it's yeah really really big yeah that's amazing for me it was uh for me i take an inventory every night it's a practice that i've done from a mentor like 10 years ago i was going through some shit in my life and he kind of taught me the importance of reflecting on your day and seeing what you could have done a better but also like you said seeing like what you did well so that my yeah. life isn't just like this process of me like beating the shit out of myself you know <laughs> exactly and uh and this gets into the real system part so i write down the five things i know i need to accomplish the next day and then i've i always This one doesn't have anything in it yet. My wife always buys me like ridiculous notebooks because she likes to. I love it. Yeah. Um, For people listening, it's like a pink notebook and it says, oh, hi. But so then what I do is I always get these spiral notebooks and I do it just like this and I leave it right where I go to get my coffee in the morning. Yeah. And it's such a simple, subtle thing, but it saves me 
all of the thinking in the Decision morning fatigue, of like, what everything. do I got to do today? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you if we're doing show and tell. Yeah, this <laughs> is my. See that the Kanban wow. board. So wow. all the post its. I know exactly what I can work on. Um, and I usually. Wait, 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 hold on. Go back there. I'm gonna take a picture back. of that so I can put it on the on the show notes. Hopefully, there's nothing the embarrassing. Podcast on is like seriously the coolest thing. Everybody. Needs to do this. <laughs> all right, I got it. Okay, good. I feel I feel embarrassed about my workspace because because you like I don't know. Kid. I haven't because I've literally just sort of I was on bed desk, so I used to just set up bed desk because my kid sleeps on me. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've just migrated back into my office, and it's like you can see there's a wonderful pram in the background and <laughs> terrible lighting, and I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're putting me to shame with your setups. So. Oh please. <laughs> no, but it's. Like uh, just having that, like I don't need a lot. I need my laptop. I need my board, and that's that's it. I could, I could, and my notebook. I'm a notebook person as well. But yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for that. All right, I want to transition a little bit more to your work because okay. you know I, I got to tell a little bit of a story because I'm very like simple in content that I create, and in my newsletter. I spent so much time struggling with like the layout and the format of it. And I thought I yeah. had this idea where I, I thought I knew what I was doing. It was fine. I didn't have to think about it anymore. And uh, this was a little while ago. And I remember you reached out to me basically saying congratulations about copy blogger. And so I, I signed up for flourish. And then when I got the first email and I guess yeah. it's probably going to relate to you talked about that perfectionism thing. Like it is laid out so perfectly every single time in like the same exact order and as soon as it comes in i'm always thinking about stuff like god damn like mine is just here's a link here's what i think about it and like here's another link but that's it's a completely different like you are different to me like me i think we can understand from my level of you know organization love and project mm-hmm. management i like structure yeah. I mean, one of the things that I, I kept, like, that I caught on to, like, almost straight away with online writing and what I learned from Brian about outlines and headings and subheads is that structure helps, especially in an email, right? Like, I'm really big on structure in an email because if you can't read it properly, like, why would you stick in an email that you don't like reading? You know what I mean? So I, I think I borrowed from a a few, like, cause I used to do the curation. I used to help Brian with his curation for the unemployable newsletter. Mm-hmm. And I remember when James clear came out with his newsletter, his three, two, one newsletter, I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like he's mixing the links. Like, you know, like obviously I love sharing resources, but I was like, Ooh, I like the, how he's got just, just some thoughts and ideas from people like direct quotes. And so I started to mix that up a bit more because I felt like that was more in line with what I like to help people do. Um, obviously, I mean, I've got the system upgrade in there all the time, like whether it's just create a hydration habit or, you know, whether I think I put bundling in there a lot the other week. So it's, yeah. and like the TLDRs. I think once you get that, once you do get the format, if you can push past the perfectionist side, it was it, it, it turns into something that you can really, it, it's quite easy to get out um, every week, but it's actually quite fun to just sort of slot in. And it's, 
really easy to batch just so you know yeah. <laughs> you know I, I just sort of do like I'll I usually dedicate four weeks to a book especially because a lot of them are a bit more lengthy now so I, I know what I need I get to read all that and the book snippets go in really easily I I'm constantly curating like I I use instapaper to capture links that I like that people share and so I always have I always have everything I can pull from. So I think it's those little systems within the bigger system that really help me there as well. Because I have I use Google Keep to capture any cool quotes that I find. Like obviously I mine other people's newsletters. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to think of a, that I'm a curator of curators. So <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's like getting to that like really sort of oh, oh I like what he shared, so I'll take that. And so I think it's it's good to. It's good to have the structure because it makes it a lot easier, but yours is different to mine. And I think that's the part that often is really hard when you're battling the perfectionist thing because you're like the comparison, which I think it's, I, I'm really flattered that you, you're, you think of me in that, in that, in that part, but obviously your, your newsletter is something completely different to what, what mine is and your people are expecting different things from you. So it's sounds like it, it sort of suits who you are. You, I mean, you're in a cap and a singlet, bro. I mean, you're pretty laid back. I'm a link talking and talking a little bit about it, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty laid back. Um, Whereas I think I'm very, I'm a little bit on the, you know, I'm a bit controlling. Let's just say it. I'm a little bit controlling. I like to make sure everything is in its place. <laughs> a place for everything and everything in its place. That's it. Uh, well, if it helps or if it makes you feel better, it was because of the perfect format of your newsletter that I actually took like two or three weeks and experimented with just my headers and my bullet points and like how I'm going to lay it out. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is on your podcast. Like, honestly, I, I got it now. And it was. Yeah. You feel was, good it, about it? Yeah, I do. And I guess yeah. it's because you're in Australia, your newsletter came in when I, I go for a nightly walk. I had. Yeah. Back surgery a while ago. And so I go for a walk every night to keep my back loose. And it was while I was walking and uh, I remember exactly where I was and even what, what corner I was turning. I was like, fucking hey, like this thing is just laid out so perfectly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to do something. Thank anyway. you. That's so nice of you to say. But really, yeah. I, I, it's, and like, I mean, just talking about it, it's funny because we do, like, obviously you do too, you labor over that, those sort of really small details. details, but hey, it's, it's appreciated and it's really nice to hear that because it's, because obviously I learned about, you know, the curation um, content strategy from Brian and his, his, um, both of his newsletters are, are really quite different and I didn't want to just have another, I didn't want it to just be the same as that. Yeah, me too. Because, and I just. I wanted to add a little bit of my own flavor and obviously I have a lot of other sources that I draw from. And like I said, you know, I liked James Clear's setup because his is all pretty much, his, his is very original. He's just a very clear thinker and does a lot of great writing. But I think um, just pulling a little bit of his style and a bit of Brian's style and you just mix. And obviously Sonia is huge. Like I think I, I hear Sonia and Stephanie a lot when I'm writing as well, like just, just because I like um, how they make their posts flow and how their writing flows. So I take that on board too. So I think it's all just a little bit of a mix of our influences and then you come up with something that's actually you, which is nice. Yeah. Getting to the you part. (laughs) Yes, agreed totally. So so last on our great conversation, and thank you so much for sharing your time with me. 
uh, we've gone through all of this and have yet to even really go into what your newsletter is about and like who you're <laughs> trying, and who you're trying to serve. So, yeah, who cares? Uh, <laughs> so, um, well, I mean, you, you can see it on the copy in my, my homepage. So it's at peopleloveprojects.com. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I hesitated there because I kind of forgot the domain. I wasn't sure if it was called flourish.com. Yeah. Well, I mean, ideally in an ideal world, I would have come up with flourish before I came up with um, people works, love projects, though. but mm-hmm. I like people love projects as my umbrella. So it's good. Um, so flourish is really for quiet achievers. And I borrow a little bit from Susan Cain's introvert book, um, quiet, Um, In that, you know, it's for people who we like to keep our goals on the lowdown until they're actually sort of achieved. And then we like to share things. And it's, and I know, I feel like I know that person quite deeply. You know, we're lifelong learners. We struggle with the perfectionism and obviously, um, but have a real, um, you know, we're, we're growth minded. Obviously, there's more to life than just being cookie cutter and staying on the same sort of path that I don't know. I feel like it's, it's this, the, the path that you'd be on if, if you just sort of followed in your parents' footsteps or mm-hmm. whatever, whoever else has influenced you really early on in life. And some of us don't get like these, like, I mean, I didn't know that the online world of, of commerce and that, like, I mean, I knew it existed, but I didn't know it was accessible. You know, like I purchased from ASOS all the time, but I didn't know that, you know, they would have started in a very similar position. You know, they, but that was sort of all I knew about online shopping was just where I bought clothes from. And then you sort of, then I started to just dive really deeply into like what that world was. I think it was more, I think it was YouTube beauty gurus, honestly, that sort of, I was like, wow, these girls are like putting their makeup on in front of people. People are watching, they're obviously partnering with companies and making money. And that was like, it was just like a tumbleweed from there. It just kept like gaining momentum. And I was just like fascinated with the, like everything to do with the online world. And I think so many people are come in, like a lot of people are having that sort of like that, that, that realization that there is a whole other world outside of working in an offline business as an employee they're discovering it and then they get into it and it's, you're really gung ho at the beginning, but everything comes crashing down if you don't know how to manage yourself or get your, get the projects that you want off the ground or push past the fear and the perfectionist and the entitlement um, tended like all of that sort of, it really can stop you from doing the, the meaningful work and creating rather than just consuming all the time, which I think a lot of, um, I know a lot of self-employed people and it's me included who fall into that or who fell into that trap in sort of maybe the first two, three years where you just, you're seeing all these people doing exactly what you want to do. I mean, you're learning from them at the same time, but sometimes that can, it, it can really get you down unless you start to develop that deeper sense of self-awareness. And then when you start to figure out, oh, I'm really good at that you know, once you start identifying your strengths and you start to see patterns of where you've sort of succeeded in other areas using those strengths and you sort of learn how to pull them into your new world. And I think that was really, for me, that self-awareness, like I'm a psychometric, I love psychometric testing. You know, I feel like it's really nice to 
get that deep understanding of who you are and it um, helps you form who you want to be because um, like, I mean, I'm still figuring out a lot of that, but I'm very, very, very focused in what I want to do now and what comes next. And I, 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 my plan doesn't change. It's for me, it's, it's actual, my problem now really is time. Whereas before I probably use the excuse that I don't have time, but we, we had a lot of time like pre baby. I had so much time. I hate pre baby Claire sometimes because she wasted so much time. <laughs> and now I'm in this stage where it's like, I'm, I'm very, very, I, I know what I want to do. And um, now it's really all just about execution. And I think that's what it comes down to figure out how to manage yourself, figure out how to manage the psychology and, and um, develop, the habits and the personal systems that will actually help you make it so much easier for you to actually achieve what you want to like, I mean, systems are, are basically your recipes for success. So mm. it's the better, the better ones that you can cultivate, the better off you'll be. So I think that was, that was huge for me. Um, and obviously the, the self-awareness really helped me shape, the kind of work that I wanted to do at least definitely with client work of where I could sort of where I knew I'd be able to slot in and sort of find that opening with people. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think understanding that not everybody is obviously as organized and project, you know, loves project management as much as I do was really eye opening. It's like, Oh, it was, you know, you always assume people can do what you can do, but they, a lot of the time they can't. So, and especially because I work with a lot of creatives, so my technical side really comes in. Um, it's quite valuable in that when I have that relationship. So, and that's where it's obviously with Brian and Sonia, they're both very creative minded, tend to not want to worry about the technical side too much, or at least they'll hire out for that. So finding those opportunities really, really helped me um, sort of catapult my, my career trajectory anyway. So that was just that that deep sense of self-awareness I think is where everybody should start because that's really how you flourish. Um, and that's, so that's, and all of that sort of stuff, that's what I cover in my newsletter. So we cover great books and talk about how to upgrade your systems, how you can self-coach yourself. Like um, I'm a big fan of self-coaching. So like, like you do with your, um, your setup every night, like that's a form of self-coaching. I mean, you're, you're setting yourself up for a really great day the next day. Um, so all that sort of self reflection is deliberate practice is deliberate. So weave it in to your everyday routine. And I think it's, that's how it, you sort of, like you said, it's very, it's incremental, but you get like, I'm, I'm five years in now. Like that to me is already crazy, but I'm five years in now. And I, I know I'm a just completely different person to who I was when I was still working in corporate finance. Yeah. And to, to finish up, the thing that you said, which really hits home with me because I see it so often. And the longer that you start creating content for people, you're going to see it too. It's like this weird, I don't know exactly what you call it because you spend so much time consuming and it's this, it's kind of half learning, getting inspired, half like this sick self-comparison thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, I, I was pretty fortunate and I'm not, there's plenty of flaws that come with this personality trait, but I've never really had that like approval seeking thing in me. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that because when I, when I got into copy blogger and I started writing 
it, it made it so that that little voice wasn't so naggy. But yeah, you know, it's it's tough when I try to work with people and so much of their time is spent with this sharing videos or, or sharing inspirational quotes and just this this idea basically that like I should do it like this. And yeah. it's not until, and maybe you need that, you know, and maybe you need that experience to figure out like I did, like you did. And that's not working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you just have to kind of start doing stuff. And yeah. it's that constant like failure of it. Um, I mean, just for instance, like even talking about where like I saw how yeah. you formatted your thing and, and I learned so much from Brian, but it's, I, there's just a difference between like the learning and that constant the implementing. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like the implementing where you, you yeah. get past the point of like, I'm just going to soak in all of these ideas and all of this advice. Like it's like motivation zombies kind of. Yeah. Just, and you, I actually felt, I remember I started to feel really restless. Sure. Like I was like, Oh, I, I want to do that. Like you, I think you get to the point where it's, it becomes enough. Like you're done with the inspiration and you, you, you've now like it's, it's crossing over into motivation. And so you've, you know, you've got to battle and turn off that inner critic just, just, and create something. And I think that was just like, like I said, as soon as, um, I sent off my first guest post and it was accepted. Like it was like amazing. But prior to that, I'd had to, I, I had to pitch and get rejected first, you know? Yeah. So take, take the, take the loss first so that you can get the, <laughs> get the win afterwards. And I think the more that you, the more you lose or the more you get rejected, it's probably better for you because that resilience builds. But in saying that it's, I think it's better to get rejected than to do nothing at all, which is what I did for so long um, in terms of doing things that were going to build my credibility and my authority in the space that I wanted to be in. Um, you really, you just have to push past um, the, the, the inner struggle and, and there, and there are ways to do that. Like that's where the personal systems, your habits all come into that and you can absolutely do it, but you have to be ready to create at the end of it, you know? So it's, and again, small steps create in like break down your projects, break down your tasks, make them small, make them doable use the Pomodoro technique if you need to, but you know, tactics are tactics and they can work for some others won't, but just my thing is put yourself out there and create, try and manage the fear as best as possible. I really admire and appreciate that. Like, I just like when people say things because <laughs> they actually do them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so stupid to say, but there's so much of like, oh, just, it's like the kind of thing where I'm going to create online courses to teach you how to sell online courses to tell yeah. other people, but like you're different because it's, you're actually creating these content and you're having ideas that you're putting into the world and like figuring it out. And I think that's just a way better recipe than diving into this constant like loop yeah. of where's Stream. the value, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, even in this hour of talking to you, I can tell I really admire that about you. And, and oh, thank and, you. Oh, great. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That's really nice. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Well, Claire, uh, thanks again for the last minute. 
Yeah, uh, no worries. Keep up the amazing Twitter feed. <laughs> like, I really, really mean that. It's the only ones that I ever show my wife. And I'm like, look how ridiculous this video is, you guys. All right, I'll make sure that we, we keep the comical stuff in there. Twitter gets a bit serious for my liking sometimes. So you got to share the shit. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah anyway, well, it's really, thank you so much for having me on. It's been great. Oh, my pleasure. Um, we'll do this again. So, so yes, keep in touch. For and, sure. And Maybe something more planned. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Claire, see you later. See you later. Thanks. Hey, guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.